Three, two, one, sink. 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 Adam, I'm no. gonna kill you. <laughs> Even out of character, Adam is still the fucking worst. Don't nah. let that don't let that sink in. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna start this fucking podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Growing up in the 80s, things seem so strange lately. Basically, here's the scoop. Got sentient robots, computers that have thoughts, and a weird thing called the loop. These are the tales from the group. Well, howdy, y'all. Welcome to Tales from the Group, a podcast set in the 80s that followed three kids on a quest to uncover the truth about a mysterious machine called the loop. I'm Adam Foster, and I play Clayton Godwin, the robot-hatin', risk-takin', troublemaker of the group. And my name is Tyler Linden, and I play Wesley Watts, an outcast weirdo who wants nothing more than to be popular. What, what is this intro? Okay, my, my name is Corey <laughs> Offenberger, and I play Geeky Ladies Man, Smells Like Ham, John Milady. And I'm Dustin Fleischman, and I am your game master. I felt like all of us should have done some sort of cowboy-like intro just based on the howdy at the top. There was a lot to unpack <laughs> at the beginning there. Rootin' tootin' <laughs> rootin ladies tootin'. man and... <laughs> All right, are you guys ready for this stellar question? Well, well, actually, we have to give our fans a, a, a sneak peek, is that this is our first ever double record in a day, and so this episode might get crazy. Oh, that's I'm a big kidding. promise. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Adderall, extra coffee, and lack of sleep. Yeah. I mean, this is my <laughs> third diet sun drop. It's about to get crazy. And I'm like getting a little sleepy, so like, who knows where this is gonna go? We're about. To, this is about to be one turned podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm drinking my nice Sam Adams hazy non-alcoholic IPA, so we're getting crazy tonight. I've never heard a, a group of words so upsetting than that. Non-alcoholic <laughs> IPA. Oh, it's all about the flavor, baby. But my question for you guys is what was your favorite cd cassette or vinyl when you were growing up i'm like okay a couple of weeks back we all like hopped on uh discord and created a spotify playlist together of like all the songs from when we were kids and i'm just like going through that mentally in my <laughs> head i feel like well but the tough thing is it's not just one song it's gotta be yeah, a, an album a whole... Mine, so I had a little Sony CD player that I think I got for Christmas one year, or it was gifted to me. And the first CD I was ever gifted was Green Day's American Idiot, which I loved, but that was not my favorite growing up. Probably my favorite, and I cannot remember if it was Now That's What I Call Music 19 or Now That's What I Call Music 21. And yes, my favorite is a (laughs) greatest hits collection. Um, And it... I just, hold on. I'm going to look up some of the tracks from this. Uh, What's really crazy is I think I might have actually had that same one, Tyler, <laughs> depending on what the music comes out. <laughs> I just remember that me and my brothers listened to this. Now that's what I call 19 so much. We had inside jokes about everything on it. It featured hits like Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani. <laughs> yep, I remember um, this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, had some Keith Urban on there. Incomplete by the Backstreet Boys. Let me go three doors down. Oh, oh. be my escape oh. by Reliant K. Oh. Whoa! Oh, Fe- and oh, 
Mr. Brightside by the Killers, which <laughs> is a song that I to this day hate so much, but we can get into that another day. Yeah. <laughs> it ends on it yeah, ends did. on Feel Good Ink by the Gorillas. Yes. Going out on that song. Right? You go, you start with Hollow Backbone, you end with Feel Good Ink. Give me a better CD. <laughs> and I rest my case. Your CD case? My God. I yield the remainder of my time to one of my co-hosts. I, I got one. I got one. My family, like my entire family loved Linkin Park. And I have to say that probably Hybrid Theory. Oh. Hybrid Theory was mm-hmm. probably like the most played CD in my household. That That's actually good. might be the most played. But I mine, I think my favorite was Riot by Paramore. Mm, I don't know if I know a lot of the songs off that. that That's the one. thing is like, I feel it's, it's almost like between riot and brand new eyes. Both of those were like the two albums that I knew the most songs from. Like everyone knows misery business, but like, honestly, Meteora from Lincoln park was also definitely one that was like used to death in my household. It is a, it's a tie between two, but I am going to pick one of them. But I remember I played the hell out of All American Rejects, Dirty Little Secrets. That was <laughs> That's a good one. That like ever since when I tell you, I like as a child felt like a like a secret agent or like just like the guy at the computer because I was determined to figure out what album that Move Along song came from from the Bionicles commercial. Don't remember if you remember <laughs> that commercial, but I remember seeing I that Bionicles commercial and it had Move Along by All American Rejects and I was just in love. I was like I got to find the song. Like it was so hype like like little kid me was just like so like just like geeked out watching that uh, commercial. Like, it's one that just gets stuck in your head. That like that that I, I can get that stuck in my head for days. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such mm-hmm. a good one. And I, uh, but then I will say that the second runner up was uh, <laughs> was the Pokemon the movie soundtrack. There it is. Like, there it is. When I tell you, brother, my brother would get me teary eyed every time <laughs> it was on. After spending the day with Adam yesterday, I figured this was going to be his question today because he was playing that song yesterday while we were hanging out. Yeah, me and Haley were trying to find uh, music to walk down the aisle to and like into the aisle to. <laughs> Um, and I found like vitamin string quartet and I was just going through all their songs and they had a Pokemon, they had kingdom, uh, kingdom hearts and they had uh legend of Zelda. Um, they also had one and I started playing it to Haley and her mom listeners for you wondering. Um, it was the vitamin string quartet version of WAP and I had them guess to see if they could figure out what song it was. <laughs> Your future mother-in-law must have really loved that. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely gonna be the favorite. <laughs> Even though it's just two of us. <laughs> oh, wait, should we re- be recording right now? No, I'm just kidding. I think he's off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> After spending the weekend unleashing shadow monsters into your city and revealing your intel to your parents, Clayton's dad finally warned him not to tell anybody about anything he's seen or done in our last episode. From there, you all went to school and were paired up with Hannah to work on a science fair project. And during PE, you were paid a visit by one Mr. Nick Hayes, who gave you an old security card, hoping it could be useful to break into one of the Loop's offices and find both his wife and Sarah. Uh, And then just before P.E. let out, you enlisted Stuart's help to use his knowledge and resources to plan your next move. 
you have all created a queue in your school. Oh, no. So we're going to pick up right after PE class lets out. It is now your lunch break for the day. You all also know that during lunch, the AV club meets. Uh, so what would you all like to do during your lunch break? So I guess we'll, we'll accompany John to this AV club meeting since he is an official member. Yeah, so you all head over to AV Club. You all can just walk right in since John is a member. Um, And you all were kind of like invited in anyway last time. So yeah, John, you walk in and uh, Stuart is there and he's got this like beaming smile on his face. He like walks over to you. He's like, hey, hey guys. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey, Hey, Stuart. Hey, Stuart. I, I I think I think from this point forward, you should just call me by my code name Q. I really like that. I've I've been telling the boys in here about about my new code name, and they came up with this fantastic slogan. Uh, I'm just gonna call you Stuart for now, if that's okay. I I I would prefer Q, but it's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We'll see. We'll see what we're we'll see where the day goes. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> what's so what's going on? Well, what's I. I was gonna ask you that question. You wanted my help. What do you need help with? I don't. You guys are being really secretive and weird. <laughs> <laughs> we did come to you. You didn't invite us to the AV club. Well, we just thought you had something for us. I don't have what? No, I don't. I well, what do you need? I don't. I, maybe I have something for you. I don't know what. You, what do you need? You again? You're being really weird. Uh, Stuart, Stuart, give us one moment. Um, Clayton, John, let's let's screw puddle real quick. Can I can I join the group puddle as as your as your tech guru? Um, we'll see. No, this is more like the the field mission. This is more when like uh, James Bond goes and meets with the Monkey Penny, right? Mon- Money Penny, not Monkey Penny. That was the parody of her in Spy Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I look at Stuart and I put my arm on his shoulder and I say, "Q, yeah, we just need a real quick moment and then we'll brief you." Okay, okay? you got it. Uh, wait, do you want a code name? No, please no. Okay. Wait, we had code names. We did, we did have code names, and I totally forgot what they were. Well, no, but now it's time for new ones, because, you know, it's a new mission. Yeah, but yeah, see, no, I totally agree, because, like, now I'm Q, so it's, like, it's new, right? Originally, I think it was, like, I was Phoenix or something, which I still really like. Uh, Well, okay, you can be Q, and we'll just be our normal names. Do we need code names? Okay, I get it. You guys do you just you, you guys just figure it out. I'll be over here being, you know, Q. Okay. So we we group huddle to the side. So I, you know, I look at the guys and I say, "Okay. So we need we need a plan for a couple of different things. We need a plan for what we're going to do in Mr. Carver's robotics class, and then we need a plan for what equipment we need from Stuart. Or no, actually even before that, we got to figure out what our plan is. To help Nick Hayes. Did he say anything about what's next? Like, do we know what equipment we could possibly Oh, yeah, he gave us... Well, no, but he just gave us an address. So I figured we'd just, like, roll up and say, hi, how are you doing? Well, we should bring something with us if we have all the AV club tech at our disposal. Also, what if we go to to this building? It's not like they're just going to welcome us in. That was the problem last time, is that we didn't have any kind of key card or anything to get around. So we just need a way around that. Oh, wait, you don't even know... Wow, you don't even know. We have a key card. Just waiting card. for you to tell yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, I wish we did have something to be able to open up doors and stuff, but we don't. Yeah, golly, golly gee willikers, that would be really nice right now, huh? <laughs> and then me and me and John high five like secretively, but like enough for <laughs> for enough for Wesley to see. And then I look at Wes and like, well, Wesley, while you were out doing your own thing, we've got some uh, <laughs> straight up like anime pose. 
Like, we did some <laughs> digging around ourselves, and uh, we were talking to Nick Hayes, and look at what he got us. Is this your card? Oh my gosh, what is it? I don't actually know what that is. It's a key card uh, from his... Does it work? I, well, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know. He just, it was his wife's key card, and I don't know if they've disabled it or not, but uh, he gave it to me so I could try and tinker with it and uh, maybe use it to get around the, uh, well, I don't know if we can get back to the loop, but I don't, I don't know what the plan is, but. Well, we also need to, um, like, as far as things to bring, Wesley, you need to, or not Wesley, sorry, John, you need to work on Frankie, right? Like, we get our parts here and then head back. Yeah, after school today, I'm going to work on Frankie. Well, b- before any of that, okay, so we have this key card. Do you think that uh, Q has some uh, has some piece of tech where he could, like, I don't know, reverse engineer the card and, like, see what it's used for? Like, what data is on it? I don't even know if that's a thing. He might have something that could read, like, RFID information. I don't... It's, like, radio frequencies, right? So maybe. Yeah. It's the AV club. They deal with radio stuff, right? I just don't want to meet up with Nick Hayes and not be able to, like, get where we need to get to, you know? maybe So maybe we can eliminate a step and, like, test the card somehow here with what Stuart has. Well, well, that's the thing, Wesley, is that I think we're doing this mission without him. Oh, well, then doubly important that the card works. So what do you guys say? Do we ask Stuart about it? I mean, yeah. <sighs> Q. <laughs> yeah. A uh, question, <laughs> but I think it's better expl- or better asked by John, who understands more about tech than I do. So we have this key card that could very potentially help us in our mission, right? But I need to get the information off the key card to make sure that it works. Is there anything that uh, that you have here that could help us? Oh God, uh, I don't know. I I don't know a lot about security cards. Well, okay, well that was the whole reason we came to you, Stuart, is because we thought you had access to okay. these kinds of things. Well, but, okay. <laughs> well, I don't, but like you could look around here too. We've got like so many tools here. He, like 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 this for example and he looks down at the card he taps this like faded logo that's on the security card and it just looks like some sort of like icon of a globe with the letters R I K on it and he's like this is probably like the manufacturer so like if you figure out how this card is programmed i don't know like I, you haven't even tested it to see if it works right like maybe it still works okay guys i have an idea so, Stuart, something you probably could help us out with, John has a walkie-talkie that he needs to just be able to transmit signals a little further. Okay. Do you think possibly you could, without damaging the walkie-talkie, open it up and extend its range? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just need both walkie-talkies. You need both? I guess I could try, like, upping the signal on, on one of them, but I like I don't know how that's going to make this walkie-talkie uh, give you any more than a plus two on any rolls that you do it. You want to reach out to somebody. But, I mean, look, I, I you asked well, me plus to... plus three would be better. Well, you asked me to... <laughs> you asked, I can, look, I, I've told you I need both walkie-talkies in order to, like, really make it work. I guess I could maybe try well, with fair. this one, but it, I don't... I can't guarantee anything. I don't want to mess this up. This is vintage. Like, you got this? This is a Batman walkie-talkie. Like, this is very cool. 
No, no, you're right. You're welcome to use anything in here. The, the boys know we're all cool. I'm Q, right? Where we go on, we go all. So, like, just you <laughs> oh, can no. use whatever you want here <laughs> in this in this room. Wait, so if you're Q, is that A over there? And I just point to a random person. <gasps> oh, my God. Clayton, you, I've never thought that I was going to say this before. You are a genius. I'm going to start referring. And that's B. We're going to become. And that's C. Yes. Yes. And that one could be D. Team the Alphabet Army. I love it. I'm going to be Q, and then everyone can pick a letter. And then, like, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Wait, y'all aren't the AV club. You're the AB club. (gasps) Oh, my God. 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 I've got a lot to think about here. So, John, should we just, like, slip out to the library and leave Clayton here with Stuart? They seem to be kind of hitting it off, right? Wait, no, don't leave me. I was just trying to distract him again so we could leave. Guys, I need to start going through the alphabet and figuring out which letter everyone is. All right, John, think about what would you need to hack into any possible computers? What, you know, what could help you out with that? Could we grab something, you know, in this room that would help with that? And is there anything that I can roll to look around to see if there's anything that would uh, allow me to help? With hacking a computer? Yes, you could roll and investigate. Okay. All right, I got one six. So with one six, um, you're looking around the room. There's boxes of, like, old radios that are around. Um, There's one of those, like, overhead projectors in this room. There's pliers. There's, like, wire cutters. If you were looking for a specific chip or something, you wouldn't know what you were looking for. Do they have any, like older walkie-talkies or anything, and maybe not even, like, a pair of walkie-talkies, just one I could maybe take, and then if ever in the future I need to, like, create a distraction, we could just tune it to a channel and, like, throw it somewhere, you know, to, like, basically distract someone if we needed or something like that. Yeah, I'd roll for an investigate on that one. Okay. Try to be very specific with that. One six. So with one six, you do find a old walkie-talkie that's in one of the boxes there. Um, it still works, but you could tell it's like really old. And even when you try to test it out and like turn it, tune it to the same frequency, even with it being so close, it cuts in and out and is like very, very fuzzy. Okay, but it totally makes some noise. Yes, but it totally makes noise. Is that something that I would like get a bonus for if I figured out how to use it? Yeah, I would say that you get, anytime you want to use that, you get a plus one to your dice roll. Sweet. It's in my inventory. All right. Well, I would encourage you guys to each try to grab something too then. Clayton, being the untechnologically advanced person that he is, is just going to find the closest thing and just grab it. There were like Um, wire cutters. Like you could grab wire cutters. Like if we end up needing to like snip any wires in any computers or robots, maybe. Oh, that's right. I did lose my axe, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Oh, dang it. Cause that would have been, cause that would have just been my wire cutters. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'll take, I'll take these wire cutters then. I remember I used up a lot of the assets from my tinkering tools when I was working on the readers in the loop. Is there like supplies that I could use to replace those? You could probably pick up just some like loose wiring around. Yeah, you could kind of like re up your tinkering tools a little bit. Okay, I'm just going to do that then. Yeah. All right, so Q, um, yeah, we are going to go to the library to work on this card. We grabbed some equipment, so we'll we'll swing back around at some point to, to brief you on the next part of our, our mission. 
I love it. I love it. Yeah, please report back and let me know what you figure out. I'll do some research on my end about the security card, too. And yeah, at this point, Stu, Q, anything helps. Q, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Q, Stu. Q, you're staying here, guys. We're going into the storm. Stuart, Q, Qwert. 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 <laughs> Qwert. Qwert. I love it. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to be busy assigning the alphabet army and assigning letters to you all. Does anyone have a preference for the letter that they want to be? I want to be X. Mm. I don't know if you have the X factor. But I feel like I do. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of like the leader. Not really. No. No, that felt weird. Can I be Z? Yeah, you can be Z, I guess. All right, cool. Z. I'll be C because I can see myself being that letter. Ah, okay. I'll just be W. I'm. Uh, is that for yeah? Wes. W for Wes. I I like it. Oh my yeah. gosh, the C. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, team. Uh, you remember where we go on, we go all. So we'll be here if you need anything from us. We'll we're, we got your back. Uh, so I guess we head over to the library. So you all head into the library at the school and stationed at the reception desk is this robot that looks up to you and uh, immediately introduces himself. Greetings, fellow students. Welcome to the Boulder City Middle School Library. I am Dewey and I am here for you. Yeah, I'm not about this. I turn him off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dewey immediately powers down. (laughs) Clayton, oh my god, you can't just go around messing with the school's robots? The whole thing is we're, like, trying to be, like, undercover here. I mean, it's it's okay, you just, like, you know, I tripped. Okay, well, I guess that saves us from having to create any distraction. Um, let's go behind the counter and let's swipe that card on the the library card reader, and then, John, maybe you can look on the computer and, and tell us what information it's giving us. So at the reception desk, there is a computer next to where Dewey was and who is powered off. You notice that there is an adult nearby that is kind of like looking up and looking at in your direction and like kind of like squints their eyes and like tilts their head a little bit. But just over the desk, you could see next to the computer, there is a card reader that's like plugged into that computer. If you want, I can sneak and swipe it because I'm a sneaky boy. Either that or have you sneak behind the desk because that's the suspicious thing. Swiping the card anyone does when they're checking out a book, but being a student being behind the counter is kind of like the sketchy thing. Yeah, I'll so. just say I'll sneak behind the desk to see if I can see what happens when you swipe it. Assuming you need to roll sneak, I guess we... <laughs> I would say whatever you do, you do have to roll sneak. Okay. okay. As long as I'm not the okay. one that has to roll it. <laughs> no, I'll do it. I'll uh, I'll just go ahead and... Because uh... technically I would fail automatically. Whew, I got one six. So with that, you walk around to the other side of the desks and sneak successfully. And John, you reach over the counter and press the card up against the reader. It beeps. And on screen, on the computer screen, it says invalid card. Ah, see? I I knew we needed to check this beforehand. Layton, while you are behind the desk, hiding behind the desk, the adult that was like looking in your direction walks over and is like, hey, kids, uh... Is Dewey here not working? Yeah, we try. Well, I guess I shouldn't say anything because sitting down behind the counter. <laughs> um, so I sneak back around to the front, and it's like, yeah, d- yeah, Dewey's uh, Dewey's just stopped working for some reason. Roll for sneak. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you get away with that. He was—he literally said the word "sneak." I sneak around and said it like he succeeded. Yeah. I said the—I tr- should have said the the T word. 
Ooh, yikes. I rolled three threes and a four, so no sixes. Did Adam just call sneak the T word? What? Oh, <laughs> I did. I don't know why I said T. I don't know what word. And I'm not, look, I am no scientist, but I believe that the word sneak starts with the letter S. I believe that would be the S word and not the T word. I don't know what it made me think of T. I think I thought trick. I think trick (laughs) was on my mind. I'm going to try to sneak. I don't know. Um, So the adult sees you sneak out from behind the desk. He's like, what are you doing back there? Yeah, Dewey's not working. So I thought the on button was like back here. A roll for charm. Keep in mind, John, by the way, for any roles that you have, that you do have one condition. Yeah. Still, from yeah. PE. That, that, that's yeah. why uh, I said if I rolled sneak, I would fail automatically. I rolled no sixes again. So the adult goes around the back of the desk and flips the robot back on, and Dewey wakes up, and he looks at you with what look like cheery eyes for being, like, lights. It's almost like um, how, you know, when, like, robots today have that, like, Whenever they're looking cheery, it's always just like upside down rainbow looking like they, it's oh, like a rainbow yeah. shape. <laughs> yeah, oh, he ga- yeah, yeah, yeah okay. he kind of has that in his eyes and he's like, hello, children. Welcome to the Boulder City Middle School Library. I'm Dewey and I'm here to help you. And the adult Dewey. is like, please do not touch the robot and don't touch anything behind the back desk. That's not allowed. That's off limits. Okay. Dewey here can help you out. Any books you need. He's this. It's all based on the Dewey decimal system. And he's very, very knowledgeable and very smart. He can find the books for you, but you're not allowed behind the desk. Please don't touch the robot. Understand? Yes. Sorry. Wait, that's why his name's Dewey. Yes. That's why his name is Dewey. My whole life's a lie. And then the adult leaves. (laughs) Well, while Clayton processes that, John, I think. I think maybe we could use Dewey. Maybe Dewey knows how to work this whole system, I would assume, to at least to a certain extent. Maybe he can help us remove the, um, well, I mean, I don't know what the invalid card means, but maybe there's some kind of block on it he can remove. So, Dewey, question. Um, yes! How dumb do we think this robot is? My library card doesn't seem to be working. Do you think perhaps you could help me get it working again? Because I want to read so bad. Of course, I could reissue a new library card for you. Can you give me your old one? Uh, well, so yes, I can, but I want to keep my old one because I customized it to look cool and different than the other library cards. So I don't want to get a new one and have to recustomize it. Oh, students are not allowed to carry more than one library card at once. I know, I don't want a new library card, Dewey. I want... The same library card I had, but with the problem on it fixed. I don't know if I can do that, though, but I could try. Uh, okay, let's let's give it a try, guys. I don't know if this is, I think this might be hopeless. All right. So I tap the card and then pull it back because I don't want it take him taking it from me. I, I tap the card and I show him what appears on the screen. I'm like, look, it it's saying it's invalid. Oh, yes, it's invalid because that's not a library card. All right, guys, let's, uh, I think that was kind of a dead end here, and I guess we'll go back to the AV club room. That's how this is programmed. Yep. Okay, thanks, Dewey. Wait, do you have anything that would read this card, then? 
Nope, this card reader is programmed specifically for reading library cards, and that is not a library card. I don't know what it is. But I do have a book about security cards in general and technologies and information technology. Is that something that would be of interest to you kids? No, Dewey, we're not trying to read a book. That's not what we want. No, no, don't listen to them, Dewey. I'll, I'll read the book. I'll read the book, please. Just... Just take me Hooray, to. Hooray! Follow me. <laughs> and he um he leads you, John, away from the desk and towards like a section of the library, like a um and he he like looks around and basically he gets to the section of the library and he looks up on the bookshelf and then his legs automatically extend up and he like rises up to the top of the bookshelf and picks a book off of the shelf. He comes back down to the ground and then he hands you the book and it says card reading systems for Narbos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take the book. Clayton's like mouth is just dropped though, seeing the sight of like Dewey's legs do that because he does not go to the library. So he's never seen this before and immediately was like ready to attack because he was just like, what? Did anyone actually go to the school library for anything other than like when your whole class went there to like check out books? Like, did anyone ever check out a book from the school library that you didn't have to check out? No, never. <laughs> I don't think I, I yeah. ever did. I was going to say, I only went to the library mainly for the book fair. Dewey hands you that book, John, and he's like, Can I be of additional assistance? Clayton's already outside the door just looking at you guys. Yeah, I'm with Clayton. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. No, Dewey, I think we're good. Amazing! Well, if you have any other questions, feel free to visit me, Dewey, at the Boulder City Middle School Library. <laughs> Damn, Dewey's having a stroke. <laughs> I should not be powered off at random intervals during the day. <laughs> and he wheels himself back to the reception desk. So I guess, do we have enough time to go back and meet with Stuart or? Absolutely. Yeah, you can go back to the AV club. We knock on the door. Uh, Stuart opens the door back up. He's like, okay, great. Um, we have assigned all the letters of the alphabet for everyone in the AV club team. So I, I figured that all out while you were gone. What did you guys figure out? No, no riddle this time. All right. Nope. No, still no riddle. <laughs> no, you guys like you guys, you, everyone here in the AV club knows who you are, right? Because now I'm Q and they listen to me. So whatever I say goes, right, everybody? And they all just go, yes. <laughs> Wait, but what else did you uh, What else did you figure out during this time? Clayton, I'm going to guess that that's all they figured out. I'm going to guess that there wasn't any additional brain power put out. We've completed our alphabet army. I think you were about as productive as we were, Q, so, you know. <laughs> but what did you guys find? We found a book. So I found a book, and I need to read it. No, we don't have time to read the book. We didn't go to get a, a school assignment to well, the library. If you could tell me how, how to uh, how to hack it to this uh, card, then please. What do I need to roll to pull any any bit of it? I want to pull something out. Because <laughs> John, John's like, okay, if you can tell me how it works, I want to roll and see if I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you read through the book, that would be a comprehend roll. Wow, should I use my extra dice on this? You comprehend <laughs> that you don't know anything. In theory, I should get one six. And I did. Only, or no, yeah, one six. When you flip through the book, Wesley, and skim through it, you come across a couple of things. So the first thing that you come across is a diagram of the security card, what looks to be like a, a, an anatomy or like a skeleton of the inside of the card. 
there's a barcode that you could see inside of the card, and that is a unique identifier. And it's sort of like not all of the barcode lines are aligned horizontally. Some of them go up, others go down, and some stay directly in the middle. So it's like a it's sort of like a barcode that looks a little wavy. And the book says that that's a unique code. The next page that you come across is the anatomy of an actual card reader. And you see in this diagram that the card reader is uh, connected to this box that's labeled server. And as you're reading through, you see that the card readers, whenever you scan them, reads the barcode that's on that card and then turn and then sends that to the server. The server then says, yes, this card is active. No, this card is inactive. And it relays that back to the door, and the door's lock either unlocks or it remains locked. And so as you're going through this, you see how that system works, essentially. So what you learn is that that, that security card has its own unique code. It communicates with the server. And if that server has that code on it that allows that door to unlock, that door will then unlock. And that is sort of like you see the inner mechanisms of a card reader um, sort of like exploded out in this like giant diagram figure. And there's a whole bunch of different like technical terms on that page that are pointing to all these different wires and diodes and chips that are inside of that reader. So basically how that happens in real time is John says, okay, then you re- flip through it and tell me what, uh, how this card reader works. Then I, uh, so then I, yeah, so that happens. And then immediately Wesley thumbs through it, finds that, flips it over, points it at him, and he goes, it's a system very similar to a barcode. So let's figure out how to manipulate this barcode. You still had to look through the book. I know. That's what I was saying is we don't need to read through the whole book. We just need to tease out what we need in this moment. The other piece of information that you get from that book as you're kind of like reading that a paragraph next to it is that the barcode is unique to each individual card. Well, so I guess we don't have any other cards that aren't invalid to to compare it to. We either need to get into their system and mark this specific code as valid, or we need to find a way to manipulate this to be somebody else's card, basically, right? Well, I feel like all we need to do is just use the card, because I feel like what uh, Dewey was saying was that like the reason the card was invalid was just because... We were using a library card reader and not a whatever this card is reader. Wow. That actually went so over my head. I (laughs) thought that the whole thing was this was saying invalid so that like basically in the loop system, this card is marked as an invalid card because that his wife was like no longer like that card does not have access. And so that's what I'm saying. Like we got to manipulate it and turn it into like a good to go card. And so, yeah, I thought, okay. Cause yeah, I, I was like, okay, well then. All right. So my whole plan did not, was not communicated. Well, Stuart looks over your shoulder, Wesley and says, Oh yeah. Okay. So like the way that this card works is that there's a little barcode inside and it says here that it's unique. So we don't know what code this one is putting out. But if there's like a physical like barcode that's unique, I'm sure that could help us if we like, but it's, I don't see like, this looks like it's like on the inside of the card. Huh, we could open it up, but that's like super risky. 
Yeah, I wouldn't open it up, Q. I think we need to try it out first, and then if we need to open up, we can. Now we know that the card is tied to a server. I feel like we have to get into the server to really understand how to... Corey, you should mark in your inventory that we have this book with us, because maybe yeah. we can use it later for, like, tinkering other things. Yeah. I could... It'll probably help with, like, comprehend rules, too, right? So... So at this point, we have the card. We have the... The address. We have the address, and we have all the things we picked up from the AV club room to maybe help us. So at this point, we just need to, I guess, figure out how we want to get to this facility and if we want to bring Frankie. Um, I think we should bring Frankie. So, like, are we going to this place tonight? I'm pretty grounded for the rest of my life, but, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. I just need to let my dad know where I'm at. I'm just thinking, and I don't even like saying this, but, like, do our parents even care about any of this? Like, who cares if we're home late? I guess that's true. And who cares if they say we can't see each other? Like, we're 11. We're basically grown adults at this point. Like, we're our own person. And if they're truly believing the story about bears and rabies over us, I mean, then they don't care. Who cares if we're not home for dinner, right? We need to go do the thing we set out to do and save Sarah. You're right, Wesley. Fuck them all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, forget <laughs> it. Let's just go tonight, right? Better tonight than during the day. And then whatever. If we get home, we get grounded again. Who cares? Wait, where are you guys going? Oh, God, that's right. I forgot. Q, you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're uh, just going to investigate for some clues. Before we leave, I know, I know we said it was risky, but maybe we need to open up this card to see what the insides look like. We have the diagram in the book, and we... It, Maybe some of the information on this card will align with some of the information that we're getting from this book, and it'll help us in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I guess if we're going to open it, probably rather do it here where we have all the tools and the AV club stuff. I'm sorry, John, your club stuff. Ugh, please <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, John, you are double upset now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll a tinker, right? Yes, you would be rolling a tinker for this. I got one six. Okay, so with one six, you carefully peel this card open using just like kind of an exacto knife that you find inside of the um, inside of the AV club room, and you carefully peel it open, and you see that unique barcode. And again, it's just a series of vertical lines, some higher than others. Does the book have any like decoding? like a uh, key or something that would tell us like, does each of these lines equate to a number or a symbol or something? Yeah. As you go through the book, you uh, find an area that talks about the barcodes in, in depth. And you realize that the barcode is a visual representation of binary code of ones and zeros. And so the ones are any of the vertical lines that are higher than the other lines. Those lines would denote zeros. Okay, so we can decode the thing to figure out what it what numbers it is. Yes. Well, I guess we do that. So when you open it up, Stuart goes, ah, yeah, that there it is. That's the code. So write that code down. Now you know what, what code is put out by that card. Okay. Uh, should we write down an actual code, or is it cool to just be like, yeah, we know the code? Yeah, it's just it's cool to just be like, because it's a long <laughs> list. It's like you go through. Okay. It's like no, at no, least, no, no. Yeah. I want to I figure it out. Send me, send me a picture. I want to figure Like, Clayton's going to figure it out. He's I determined. Want, I, that's what we get. That's the podcast content I want. It's us to be like, okay, it's one, 
Zero. Yeah. Zero. Zero. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, sweet, we got it. Yeah. Do we want to go tonight? I mean, I like I said, I think we should just. Rip the Band-Aid off. I don't know. I, I do feel kind of useless here. Like, do you want me to read the book? Maybe I could come up with some clues. I have something for you that would help out perfect. So there's two things you could do for us, to, uh, Q, that would be immense yeah. help. And I get closer to him and I'm like, uh, maybe try to find the cure for rabies. <laughs> <laughs> what? Or, like, if there's a way to come up with, like, a switch, maybe you could use, like, an old walkie-talkie that could, like, have the same frequency to turn on and turn off robots. Is Stuart not also in our robotics class and maybe, like, heard all of our ideas? No, I absolutely feel like he would be the one that would be so focused <laughs> on, like, his own project, he would not listen to us. Let's tune in to find out. I mean, <laughs> that, I don't, I'm 11. I don't know if I'm going to create any medical advances with a middle school's budget. Um, or that Not other thing that, that you said about Q. robots and turning, why would you need to turn robots on and off? Well, you never know. Like, you know, like what if there's a fr another Frankie situation, you know, and it goes crazy and we need to turn it off. I don't know. That's, that's a tough one, but I, I could maybe do some sleuthing around. But I believe in Q. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. And I'm literally just like like looking over to, to Wesley and John and I just like roll my eyes, like almost like vomiting inside my mouth with this <laughs> with all of this buttering up I'm having to do for Q. I, I mean I could I could I could try to figure that one out for you. Like a like you wanna like a be a remote control or something. Kind of like a kill switch, but like something that could help deactivate a robot without touching it, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Stuart, I mean this. Actually, genuinely, thank you for your help. I appreciate you helping us. And it probably won't be the last time we call on you, okay? Well, we'll keep up the good fight over here, okay? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll leave the AV club room, and, and after school, I guess we're kind of getting TFO. As I leave, I fist bump B. <laughs> well, I feel like we first need to I know we said we were going to go to the place tonight But I feel like we need to grab Frankie for this too Because I feel like we need a bit more bronze Okay I probably got to have to sneak out with Frankie anyways Because I, I got to go home Otherwise my dad's going to kill me He's going to wonder where I am So so yeah, you you know your dad best And his nightly routine best Like you just let us let us know If we need to do anything to help you kind of like sneak out I'm I'm basically just going to not go home so I'll meet you wherever. <laughs> but what about your mom? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my mom's too busy flirting it up with Officer Smoke, who, by the way, came by the other night. Ew, gross. Wait, what? Yeah, he, like, called my mom a pretty lady. And, like, anyway, yeah, he was just, like, going around. I mean, well, he says he was going around letting everybody know about the bears and the rabies, but I think he might be on to us, so we just need to be real careful around him and, and any other police or, or anything like that. So, Wesley, you know that your mother is working at the diner that night. Perfect. Clayton, you know for a fact that your dad is going to, like, pick you up from school or, oh, no, you know, you wanted to take the bus, right? Yeah, I told him I was going to take the bus. Yeah, so you told him that you were going to take the bus, and then, John, your dad is just expecting you to come home and doesn't really care exactly how you get there. Do we know where this address is? Like, how, how, how do we know how far this is from a house? You were there. He gave us the address. Don't you remember? You know where do these addresses go? I don't know this stuff. 
yeah, people didn't have GPSs back in the time that it currently is. And so they had to like actually know street <laughs> names. So I actually am really good with street names, I assume. <laughs> All right. Let me look at this uh, address and, and see if I know where it is. You could roll a comprehend roll, Tyler, to figure out, like, do you know where this address is? Uh, one six. With one six, you don't know exactly where, but you have the gen- like you have a general idea of where this is. You know that this area is by this like giant golf course in the Boulder Estates side of town, which is going to be a bit of a drive for everyone, with the exception of Clayton. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take the bus back with John to his house? We can help him get Frankie, and then we could just take the like public transit bus to go up to Boulder Estates. And then from there we can just walk. I, I know this, or, or at least I know generally where this is. It's pretty close to Boulder Estates. So, Oh, I guess there is probably a public bus system, huh? All right. So John, you're going to have to get some change for the bus at your place. I will look through the couch cushions. Nice. All right, let's do it boys. Okay, so you all carry out the rest of the school day. Um, The bell rings, you all make your way over to the bus station, and you all hop on the bus, and away we go to John's house. So you all get off the bus just in John's neighborhood. You're walking down the street. I want all of you to roll another investigate check. Ooh. I failed. Uh, No, nothing for me. I rolled one six. Mm -hmm. Well, good for you. Adam, with one six, you hear some rustling in someone's backyard. Guys, guys. Yeah? There, I, I hear some rustling. Okay, okay. cool. All right. It's like over, and I like try to like be nonchalant, and I like kind of like look over to where I hear it. So I guess just, let's just be careful. I, I don't, I, I, mean, don't, I didn't where, hear anything. Where, where did you hear the rustling? Right there. And I just point towards the rustling. So he points towards, like, between two houses, there's an alleyway, and there's some trees, and it's a really dense-looking forest. I just go, who goes there? You hear some more rustling uh, from inside of the bushes, but there's no response. I don't like that. I think we should uh, go ahead and go inside. Well, hold on. So, John, why don't you go inside and work on getting Frankie? Clayton and I will go investigate his little woods partner or whatever he's seeing out there or hearing. (laughs) No, I swear I hear it. Didn't you hear it? Yeah, that sounds good to me. So, John, you go over to your house and you go inside and your father's like, ah, great, you're back from school. How was school today? Uneventful. We we, we have another project in our... uh, our, uh, uh, What what is it called again? Our our wood shop class, right? Robotics. 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 Wood shop. I don't know. I thought he was joking. I thought he was joking. I I, I might went brain dead for a second. Okay. Um, Yeah, we have a we have a project for our uh, robotics class. So I think I'm just going to go and uh, work on Frankie a bit so I can uh, hopefully pass. Sounds like you're keeping yourself busy and staying out of trouble then, just like I've asked. Yes, sir. Doing my best. Okay, off you go. Dinner will be ready in two hours. Can't wait. And then I uh, go to my room and grab Frankie and try and shove him out the window. Okay, so I would say roll for force. Force. Oh, God. I fail. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't take anything in any of those skills. The only thing that I'm going off of is my one attribute in body. You push Frankie out through the window, 
and it makes a very loud clanging noise. And it's like a little noticeable. It's a noticeable clang. Okay. But that's it. Nothing else happens. Okay. You're trying to sneak out now, too? Because it was one, f- it was a force roll to push him outside. And now you're going to try to get outside? Either way, I fail. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> I only have one die roll in all John, of them. John just like John just straight up uh like free wheels it and just like jumps out like a dead fish like out the window. Yeah. Like that's his <laughs> that's his move. You jump out of the window but you land on top of Frankie. You're go what you were upset from earlier, right? You are now injured. So you're going to take another condition. Okay, back over to Clayton and Wesley. Um, are you all are going to go investigate the noise? Let's see if we can sneak up on it. Okay, roll for sneak. I think my sneak is only four. Let me double check. One six. I got one six as well, baby. Nice. Okay, so you all end up in someone's backyard. You're looking in through the woods, and you don't you can't see anything, but you do hear some rustling, and you can hear what sounds like a dog whimpering. Um, but you don't know where the dog is coming from. Okay. Also, throwback to John, who did not get any change to ride this bus. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's gonna be so. That's gonna be comedically great in a second. Like, oh my god. Okay. Uh, you hear that, right, Wesley? Yeah. You think it's a dog? I make like a little like, like come here, uh, come here, doggy. Noise to try to attract it over. You hear the whimpering, like you hear like a, a slightly higher pitched whine in response, but you don't know. There's no movement. Okay. And just as you all do that, you hear a loud clanging noise from over by John's place. And you hear this rustling in the leaves again. And it sounds like it responds to the clanging noise by like what sounds like it's running away or running away from you all, whatever it was. I feel like Clayton just like, I don't know. I feel like he feels guilty about Sarah's dog. And so I, I, I like, I, I, I want to find it. And then I like roll move to see if I can just catch up to it. And if I don't, I'm just going to give up, but I want to at least try and get, Mm -hmm. Oh God. Clayton. I would say roll for investigate. Oh, don't tell me that. You could roll for two things. You could roll for sneak or you could roll for investigate. Like, you, like you're sneaking through the woods to find a noise or you're rolling for investigate. Okay, I'm going to roll sneak to get okay. closer to the noise. No sixes. You're like trying to f- track the noise of this like whimpering dog and you come across a dog that's laying on its side in the woods and its rear leg is completely torn to shreds. And it is just like laying there whimpering. And as you come across that dog, Wesley, while you are in the backyard, this woman comes out of the back door of her house and goes, excuse me, what are you doing here? Oh, ma'am, I'm I'm so sorry. We, I think... I think there might be a hurt animal back here. We, we heard it from the road, and I just want to make sure. Do you have a dog? No, but uh, I look, I'm so sick of kids coming into my backyard, trespassing on my property. This is not the first time that you kids are enti- like feel like you're entitled to just go on other people's uh, private land. I don't know what is, what's, what is getting into kids in this town. Uh, well, from what I've heard, it's the rabies and the bears. Clayton, <laughs> come on, we got to go. Okay, and I pick up the dog, and I take him with me. As you take the dog out of the woods, the woman sees that you've got the injured animal in your hands. Like, 
Oh my god. Oh my god. What? What what happened? Yeah, I don't know. I we just heard you. the whimpering. I we told yeah. He told you. She runs down her porch steps and she's like, "Oh my god. I I don't this isn't my dog, but oh, I think I've got to call the vet. Oh, this is so this is oh my god. Okay. Um did you kids do this? No, we just came up on him. We heard the whimpering and the rustling in the woods and so we went to investigate. Yeah, you've heard about the bears lately, right? I guess that makes sense. Um, okay, uh, just please get off of my property. I don't even know why you kids are here. Go, okay, go, okay, go, okay, get we're, off. Okay, get we're off, gone. Get off my property. Who's taking the dog? Are you taking the dog? I'll take the dog. Don't worry about it. I'll take the dog. Just get off of my property. Okay, okay, we're going, we're going. Bye, buddy. I hope you feel better. I'm sorry you're about to be stuck with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> the dog whimpers back at you like he goes, oh. And so I set the dog down. <laughs> oh, no, you can't. The dog. I, I, yeah, I'll take the dog off of your hands. Yeah. <laughs> There, there you go. Bye, 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 doggy. I hope you feel better. And then, like, I just, right, me and Wesley just run. Okay, so you all reconvene out front of John's house. Oh, John. You got Frankie? Did you get the money? I got one of those things. Based on the fact that I see Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> As you can see, I'm laying on top of one of them. <laughs> Frankie, Frankie, are you okay? Oh, yeah, Frankie's not on. I know, I was going to say, I knew it was turned <laughs> off. I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I think Frankie's dead. Oh, I'm just kidding. He's just turned off. Well, let's keep him that way because he <laughs> tends to be unpredictable. So, John, you didn't get any money for us to ride the bus? No, I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot. I was so focused on trying to get Frankie out of the window because he's so freaking heavy. And I'm, I don't know. All right. Well, with, with all this talk of like bears and rabies and how dangerous it is for kids to be outside, we can probably sell some sob story to a bus driver and, and get on for free. We're just three broke kids that's just trying to, you know, make our way home. All right. So we wait for a bus to show up at whatever bus stop is nearest John's house. Cool. So you all wait for the bus. There's a bus that uh, drives by and you all get on. Uh, and the bus driver looks at you and he's like, fair. We don't we don't have any fare, but like we 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 uh, this bully took our money that was supposed to help us go take the bus home. The bears, Clayton, the bears. And, and like, you know, like, with the, the, the bears and the rabies, like, we didn't want to, like, go go walking and go missing or anything, so we were just wondering if we could maybe pay you back next time. Roll for charm. <laughs> it's a six. I got one six. The bus driver goes, <sighs> yeah, I have kids, too. All right, all right, all right. Just next time I see you kids, if you want to ride my bus, you owe me double. Fair? Fair. Fair. Get it? Get it? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's good. I've never, never said that before. Okay, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> nice work, Clayton. Thanks. The bus driver takes you up towards the Boulder Estates area and drops you off. You guys are walking around Boulder Estates and you eventually come across some street signs and are able to find the road that matches the address that you're, uh, that's on that sticky note. As you're walking down that street, you're kind of like looking around. There's this giant expansive golf course that's off to your right. And as you round the corner, there's like a bunch of trees that kind of like, 
conceal the road from that golf course. As you round the corner, you see this very large building. There are gates outside of a like security guard station. There's a bunch of larger gates, like there's a perimeter fence around the entire building. There are people standing on top of that building with um, with uh, snipers. So it looks like a giant, heavily guarded compound. Looks like this should be easy. <laughs> and that is where... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I actually do think that's where we'll end our episode. We've been going for an hour and 45. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks for listening. If you were able to plow through this episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. As a new podcast, reviews are the best way to support us. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Tales from the Group and on Twitter at TFTGPod. And you can follow me on Twitch at Sir Valentinian, drop the E at I-A-N. Our podcast art is by Haley Now Foster Kane. You can follow her on Instagram at Doodles by Red. We release new episodes every other Thursday, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any more of Q and the Letter Squad. Until next time. Okay. okay Can we just talk about how Corey had an entire 30-minute break to eat this pizza, and he's chosen now when we're recording to be, like, munching? The pizza just showed up. It's not like I could eat it when it wasn't here. But the best part was, during the last episode we recorded, you did the same thing. You had the whole time, and then we started recording, and then you pulled out a box of something and started eating it. Oh, it was just broccoli. I I only ate, like, a few bites of broccoli. That was at the beginning of the episode. That wasn't the entire episode. As one does when they go to a podcast recording, they eat broccoli.